What is up, guys? I'm very excited about this one. Welcome to episode six of Brewing Up a Conversation. This is your host, Chris Harms. And today I'm joined by a very good friend of mine, Danny Tio. Danny and I have known each other for a decade now. And in this episode, we speak about the mindset it takes to overcome obstacles, how to grow as a leader, how to position yourself to grow, his passion of photography, and much more. So without further ado, grab a brew and let's jump in. Blah, 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 right? That'll be you. Or am I already introing? We're already intro for me. Beautiful. Yeah, my name's so, Chris. I'm a <clears throat> conversation. So glad Danny has me on today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's up, dude? Oh, you know, bro. Living the life, man. Living the life. How about you? I'm living the life. Having a good one, man. It's uh it's nice to see your face. It's been way too long. <clears throat> it has been, bro. It has been, man. Um, for those of you that don't know me, name's Daniel Danny, alias Danny, Danny Teo, uh, Impreser, Impreser, Defender of the Mist, um, Canadian born, Canadian living, trying to trying to get my buddy Chris to come to Canada permanently, you know, yeah, right. that kind of thing, that kind of thing. Yeah, right. You guys got crazy. When are you moving to Texas? You're going to move to Texas? You still up in uh, North Carolina? Yeah. Texas sounds fun. How's that? Are you trying to move like, to Texas? Um, I don't think, I can, well, you know, I was about to say, I don't think I could afford it, but actually realistically, if I moved to Texas, I could probably buy two houses for the price. I'm going to pay for one down here. Um, what is the price of the house? Like where you're ooh, well, right now, right now is night. <clears throat> huh? Sorry, go ahead. Are you still in the same place ish? No. So, like so the last, no. So like a lot, yeah, kind of. So I'm still in Ontario. Um, so like the last, uh, the last six, seven years I was up in the GTA, greater Toronto area, not in Toronto, thank God. Um, but no, I moved back. I, uh, I ditched that job. Well, I, I had a plan, right? My plan, I moved there. I had a five-year plan. I always promised myself five-year plan. I wanted to <clears throat> essentially build myself up in the career path over there, make, make the GTA wage, and then transfer that back to London, which at the time, when I thought about this grandiose idea, would have been like, yo, I would have been set. Um, and then obviously five years worth of inflation, I learned, kind of, I learned a lesson there, but, uh, I mean, still though, like in terms of like salary wise and stuff, like doing better than the average Londoner in my career. So that's good, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, so no, I, I moved back to London, uh, was back in with the parents for a bit, save some cash, a little investing, um, also help kind of get my mind right a little bit, get focused on some other stuff that I wanted to get into, focus less so much on the career. Uh, and more on uh, my own stuff, like, you know, um, uh, what are my financial aspirations and and uh, just like one. Other, other personal goals that I was kind of kind of ignoring when I was up there again, which is fine. That was the fo- up there. The focus was the career solely on the career it was grind, grind, grind. Uh, but I think I won't. There's a really big one. What's the big one that you've been doing? Photography. There it is. That's the big one. That's the big one. Now you're into oh, yeah. it too. Yeah, you got me in it. Aspiring I got the camera back I there. Like I got the camera right there. Sony A6400. There you go. Got that lens. That's, a, that's a good machine, man. That's a good machine. It is. It's a nice machine. I need to get things set up here so I can uh, yeah, you be do. using that. You do, you, do, you do need to get it up there. 
yeah, instead of the Logitech webcam. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna help you. Uh, we're gonna help you out with that. We're gonna help you out with that after this. Oh yeah, we're gonna set you up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know photography's been great. Um, photography actually for me was always like a thing. Um, you know, you know, sometimes you kind of find that thing where you're like, holy crap, I was I was actually always passionate about this, and you sort of just ignored it because I was I, yeah. you know, one day I was like thinking about it, and um, I kind of went back in my life, and and I realized whenever I was buying a phone. I was always getting whatever phone had like the best camera out that you could get. Um, wasting a crap ton of money on that too. What a stupid thing to do. Uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, so it's just funny. One day I was like scrolling through just past photos and trips and stuff that I had. Um, and I kind of came to the realization that, you know, it'd be cool to actually put some money into a, like a DSLR or some sort of higher end camera. Um, actually what, what, what really sparked it was when I bought my dog. Cause I had this grandiose idea that I was going to make this Instagram a page for my dog and he was going to make me rich and famous. And I Where's the pop? post, I actually barely post. Where is he? Come here, buddy. Come say hi to the, come say hi to the, the, the fans. Loki, right? Oh, he's behind me. He's behind me the whole time. Oh no, he wasn't here. Here, buddy. Look, here, uh, you gotta come this way. Yeah. Yeah. There he is. Right. I'm going to be calling again. <laughs> so this is Loki. This is my pal Loki. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the big white wolf. Have you, have you seen these things in uh, these, uh, this breed in the States? It's supposed to be more common in the States than you find here. Uh, not really. I mean, it's probably more common in the colder areas, <laughs> I would imagine. You big dummy. Yeah, he's a big suck. Yeah, I know. He, he's actually, he's from the U.S. I don't know where, really? but he is U.S. born. Yeah. Yeah, so the breeders essentially, they, uh, here, here, German Shedders. Um, the breeders essentially, they bought him to breed with, actually. Um, and one of his testicles never dropped, so legally they couldn't breed with him. And they had some other unfor unfortunate circumstances, so they, they were planning on keeping him, but then one of their kids uh, was diagnosed with leukemia, so that was a kind of slap, slap in the face for them. So I think they just, with all that going on, and then they already had all the dogs, and they have a big farm too. They're actually about an hour north of where I live. Um, but they, uh, I think it was just better that they, they didn't, they just didn't have the time. So uh, when I went to actually go buy one of these dogs, I didn't even know he existed. Uh, I was looking really? at puppies. He was he was six months at the time, and uh, they uh, so they I, I got to this farm, and he was outside by himself. Then he came up to me, said hi, very shy. You could tell like right away, like he was like, and he's he's he is shy with humans. He's like very selective about who he goes to say hi to. Um, very friendly, super friendly dog, but he's just I know skittish a little bit, I guess, but. Um, Anyways, so he came up, said hi, super friendly. He was kind of sticking around. Went to the door, knocked on the door, went inside, took a look at the puppies. Uh, was chatting up with the with the breeder, the breeders there, and they asked me like, okay, well, which which puppy do you do you want? And uh, actually, I looked at them. And I was like, any any chance that guy outside is uh, up for grabs? And she goes, actually, yeah, she he is actually, but we we weren't advertising him because uh, they gave me this whole story about what was happening. Mm -hmm. how they got him and whatever and, and she was like you know he's just such a gentle soul and, and uh, he's like a lot different mannerisms than the other dogs and we just like we we didn't put him up because we wanted to if we were going to sell him we just wanted to make sure it was going to go to somebody that, that would to do a good job taking care of him and that kind of had a connection and uh she actually said she's like he's never gone up to say hi to somebody before ever and she's like i wow. saw that he went up to, she saw like from out the window or whatever when i got there um 
Oh, I had texted them saying, hey, pulling into the driveway. So anyways, she was looking out the window, I guess, and she saw the interaction. So she's like, she, she's like, actually, he's never done that any, to anyone before. She's like, if you are interested, we can talk. That's so cool. Anyways, did some negotiations and brought him home that day. And I was so unprepared to buy a dog, dude. It was hilarious. I had no really? leash, no collar, nothing. I put him in, and, I, and I'm not thinking in my head either. Like this, this, this dog's been been in the car maybe when he was like eight weeks old to get shipped from the states to Canada, and that was it. And, uh, <laughs> and anyways, so he, so I, I load him into my truck. I start driving back to uh, to Newmarket where I was living at the time. It's like a two hour drive. And this dog just starts shitting, pissing in the back seat like crazy. I got no seat covers. I got nothing to clean it. Like, holy <laughs> crap! So I, and then he's like freaking. He's stressed. Um, because even their vet, when they when they would get the needles, their vet came to the to the farm. They didn't really? they didn't bring him out. So that dog literally just like never left the farm. <laughs> so uh, it's a total shock for him. Right? Um, yeah, it's funny. So I, I remember at one point I was on Highway Nine, uh, and uh, I pull over to the side because I needed like the, his poo smells. Well, still does. So bad. He's got a lot of ranky dank poo. But uh, anyways, he uh, so I got out of the got got out of the truck and went around the back to to clean it, and then he of course he jumps out the back, and next thing you know, I'm chasing this dog down Highway Nine, praying to God he's not going to cross the road and get smoked. And I, I literally tackled him. I don't even know how I caught up to him because I was I was fat as hell at the time. Uh, <laughs> I just tackled him, picked him up, and brought him back in the truck, and didn't even clean the poop. That was it. He just and then anyway, so we just suffered through it. Got home, cleaned them up, and we've been best friends ever since. So that's that's me, Loki's story. But uh, that was a little a little bit uh, awesome. sidetracked there. But yeah, so anyways, I wanted to uh, actually an uh, interesting thing too. Um, the only other per- so well now he's he's better. Like with, again with humans, just through interaction and getting used to people, he'll kind of go up and say hi and stuff. But when I first got him, the first like three or four weeks, uh, when my friends came over to meet him, or I was kind of taking him for walks or bringing him to the dog parks again, always like very, he, he never approached another human being, right? They'd have to approach him. Um, oddly enough, when I went, when I went home for the first time to go see my parents, brought the dog and, uh, he did the same thing with my mom. He, he, now he loves my mom. He's in love with her, but kind of, kind of like, you know, uh, not really like just a little skittish, but with my dad, bro, boom. Instantly went right to him. Interesting, eh? So they got some kind of sense there. Got some kind of sense. Some sort of, uh, some sort of, uh, I I believe anyway, some, some sort of greater connection between the three of us. Uh, so that's kind of cool. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, so got the dog, wanted to start the Instagram account for the dog, got the Instagram account for the dog. Actually, I do have some pretty cool photos. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I I think actually, yeah, some some of my best work is probably, (laughs) is probably on his account. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no. And then, um, anyway, so, uh, that was kind of motivation. Bought my first camera, which was the A6000. Uh, used it for about a year and then stopped using it. Uh, I don't know why. I kind of just, my mind wasn't right. I was focused on the wrong stuff. And then uh, when I moved back to London, I, I thought to myself, you know what? Like, no, I'm going to, I'm really going to focus on this. So I did some upgrading and actually spend, like, made sure I dedicated time to doing this. And uh, this year, my goal is to actually monetize. Monetize. Uh, last year was the year of investment. Um, yeah. And as you know, or you're starting to find out, it ain't cheap. Oh, yeah. It's not a cheap, <laughs> not a cheap hobby, but cheap. Uh, no, <clears throat> but uh, and then, so this year <clears throat> kind of got everything that I need now. Um, so this year, yeah, I really want to monetize it. I think I'm just going to start simple with uh, just doing some, um, uh, uh, not, uh, sorry, uh, wedding photography. 
um, yeah. stuff like that. And then hopefully start selling some prints. Actually last year I made, I made a little bit of money right near the end of the year, just actually shooting, uh, taking photos from people's Airbnbs. That's actually oh, that's a freaking, that's a lucrative business, man. I didn't even, I didn't even realize. Really? And it's funny too, cause you can just look at what people are charging and undercut them by like a hundred bucks cause you're an amateur and then people will pay you. <laughs> so it's like, it's just a funny industry, right? <clears throat> and I got once you, once you have the, the tools you need, you're basically set. Um, so yeah, nothing crazy, <clears throat> but, um, you can almost charge like, to be honest, like, like, uh, you can almost charge like probably two, 250 bucks, uh, to, to do a house, for example, and in all seriousness, after taking the photos and doing editing, especially if you've already got your presets saved, you could, you're probably looking at putting in maybe an hour max into it. That's also, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so the wedding photography thing, you know, wedding photography, it'll be a little bit less cause I'll. I'll probably end up working for somebody uh directly like a company um i'd like to eventually work as like a as like my own like my brand is dt shoots so that's that's what mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with that's uh that'll be dt shoots uh, wildlife dt shoots nature dt shoots weddings dt shoots whatever uh you know but that's gonna be my brand so eventually i'd like to actually work maybe like third party uh or like almost like, like not a consultant but that's sort of same sort of thing like company could hire me i'll be a second photographer sort of thing if they need the help but that's kind of so, as you as you move forward, I'm about to pull it up real quick because I want to pull up my favorite picture that you've taken. You haven't started selling prints yet, right? Because I know I've blown you up about that to try to get yeah, some of those. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've had a couple of guys that have actually, yeah, so, some people at work that have been interested. Um, so I would imagine this year I could probably, I could probably sell a few. There, there's actually, I've had, I've had interest on the one photo I've got at the moon. Uh, a couple of guys have asked oh, yeah. me for that one. Um, uh, there was some uh, some of the uh, the bear shots that I've got. Oh yeah, you like that one? Focus. That's the uh, that might not focus on well, that. You know, you know what's cool though that that photo, Chris. I actually I took that on my Samsung S3. Really? Yeah, that photo was taken in 2015 when I was in Portugal. That's in Porto, out at the docks. Yeah, I, I took that with my S20 or my S3. And here, here's another. It, it's this doesn't do it justice. Like, of course I'll in the description and everything for the stuff I'll be putting all your handles in there, whatnot, so people can see, but I mean, you've taken, you've captured some incredible moments, which leads me to my question. What is about it that like, what about photography drew you into it? Um, honestly, man, it's, uh, there, there's, there's few things in my life that I've been able to do where I can just completely shut my brain off where you just, you hmm. just tune out everything, every thought, every stress, um, anything, whether it's a good thought, bad thought, whatever, and just, just totally present yourself into that moment. Photography has been that for me. Um, and, and again, it, it was just something I, I didn't really realize until, until later on. And I, and I thought to myself, I was like, wow, like this is, uh, I, I really like doing this. Like, this is awesome. Like, and I think that's, that's like, if I get up and I want to, if I get out of bed and I, and I'm like, I don't think I could ever plan to say, Hey, you know what, this weekend, I'm going to go out, sit in a forest for six hours on a chair with my tripod and the camera, and maybe something might not even come through. And like, I will wake up and I will not feel unmotivated to go do that. You know, like, you, you know, and it's like this, like, I love the gym, for example, but there's, there's days, man. Oh where, yeah. Oh man. And you go anyways, because the discipline and discipline. whatever, but, yeah. but, uh, man, for photography, no, like I, it just, Anytime I make that plan, it's like, no, that's my time. I'm going, I guess it's, it, 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 maybe what it was too, is I started getting into like meditation a couple of years ago. 
And then I kind of realized like meditating doesn't have to be sitting down with your eyes closed, ignoring your thoughts and mm. focusing on your breathing. You know, maybe it could be something else. And, and yeah, I think that's kind of what, uh, what, for, what photography's kind of become for me. It's, it's in that same sort of extent. Right. So yeah, yeah. you're able to capture that moment. Like oh, hold on a second. My, you're uh, in nature. I lost my, uh, sorry, this is a, this is a blooper. I lost my audio here. One sec. Oh, perfect. These damn, these damn computers. Te technology in there. Hold on a second here. Technical difficulties. Beep, boop, boop, bop. Get that Bluetooth Beep, boop, boop, bop. Can you hear me? Guess you can't hear me. This is where you cue in like the Jeopardy music or some sort of like funny song. I think there is something music. actually. Oh yeah, we're good. Okay, I got you back. Sorry about that. Well, I got to well, go back uh, in the stone age here and get freaking wired. Jesus. While you were doing that, I did find they have some of these things. So let's give it up for Danny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're too kind. You're too kind. You're too kind. Oh, there it goes again. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that like a soundboard thing that this uh, River, Riverside uh, app's got? Yeah. It's got a few things. Um, yeah, I, at first, I, I realized that. I was clicking the preview and I was like talking to everybody while I was doing that and nothing was actually happening. So that was kind of cringy. I'm not going to put that in there, but um, yeah, getting back into what you were saying though, it's interesting when you get out there and you're in that moment in nature, that is your moment, right? When you capture that picture no one else has that picture. Mm -hmm. and, that's your and, that, and you know what? And I'm so happy you said that. Cause like a lot, a lot of people don't, don't realize that. And that's what it is. Right. Like mm -hmm. even, even my, my, my handle on Instagram, it, it was like, I really thought about that. I was like, what, what, I, what do I want to make that? And, uh, I know it's something along the lines of, you know, capturing, uh, capturing this planes, um, uh, beauty, like one shutter at a time. Um, and that, and like, that's, that's, that's really what it is. You know, especially when you look at other people's pictures that they're snapping, like that, that's their reality. You get, you get to perceive their reality at that given moment and, and no one else got to share that you know um and it's cool too like i like when i caption my photos um i try to i try to like think at the time when i take that shot or when i when when i've taken that shot when i'm choosing what ones i want to upload and i caption that photo i try to kind of almost like put what was going through my head at the time when i take that shot or what that reminds me of um like really what it is it's, it's art right it's poetry yep. in motion uh yeah, it's it's actually really I'm, I'm really happy you said that. Actually, a lot of people don't catch on to that. So you're not you're a natural born photographer yourself, bro. That's uh, that's why you got into this. Just stuff. Uh, a little bit deeper level of thinking. But before we move on, what are we drinking? What are you about to put in your mouth right now? You know, I was thinking about that for the last ten minutes, and I was trying not to blurt it out. So we're we're, uh, we're on some uh, we're on the kombucha grind. I'm a bit of a hippie. I don't, do, do, how do, you, do you like that? How's how's uh? Oh, I love it. I love awesome. it. Everyone can't stand it. I love it. I mean, yeah. my top synergy is the best. I like mm, health I too. Mm -hmm. Um, only thing, if anyone ever wants to try this, it says to like, do not shake it, like, roll it to get it all, like all the, everything moved around it. Oh, there's the dogs. Great. <laughs> sorry, man. Um, it will explode on you. So be careful. Oh, yeah. These things oh, yeah. are dangerous. Yeah, do um, not take. <laughs> no, ginger aid is my favorite. Uh, trilogy yeah, is good. And then ginger berry is good. So good choice. Yeah. The ginger, actually, I think. I think the favorite one I had so far was probably the mango, but the sugar okay, content is, is so good. high. This yeah, mango. the sugar con the sh the sugar content so high, so stay away. That's like my guilty pleasure. Uh, the, but oh, the gingerade man, mm -hmm. gingerade is so good. The gingerade's amazing. 
super um, good. Yeah, but yeah, this is the, the ginger berry. Actually, I, ju I just bought this one uh, yesterday, actually, for the first time. Uh, and I took a sip of it. It's like, whoa, that one's good. That one's really good. So it's pretty smooth for a kombucha. It doesn't have that like extreme bite that a lot of them do. It's yeah. very mellow. Yeah, that's what that's that's what I like about it too. I've I've actually had uh, raw kombucha. Um, I was at kind of like kind of like a flea market sort of thing, and, and there was a guy selling it there. And man, that's um that's some potent stuff. I liked it, uh, but that's not for the faint of heart. That's for sure. You ever had but, the uh, alcoholic, like the alcoholic kombucha, like meant for boozing? Yeah, yeah. I tried. Um, I tried one because you know it's funny. So when, when I moved back to London, I, my mind was like going everywhere, and I'm like, oh, I gotta start a business. I gotta, I gotta, gotta build a business. I gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta get into niche market. And I was like thinking to myself, like, yo, it'd be cool to make my own kombucha and figure out a way to infuse it with alcohol and then see if I can, because this company's in London that uh, will, will bring, like, they'll bottle, uh, if you if you have alcohol, I actually got the idea from my neighbor because he, he's doing it, he's he's growing, he's uh, making his own beer. Uh, hmm. He grows his own hops and stuff in the backyard there and stuff. And uh, and then um, he uses this company to, to bottle it's it wild. and then he, he gets his brand printed. Anyways, that's where I got the idea from. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, so then I went to the LCBO because I wanted to see if there was uh, so LCBO for this new state, new state goers. That's the Liquor Control Board of Ontario, because you know, got a lot of Canada controlling everything. That damn government Trudeau. Anyways, uh, LCBO is where we buy our booze from. We get taxed like freaking heathens. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so I went there uh, to buy my drink and uh, or to see if there's anything on the shelf. And there was like way more than I thought there was going to be. So I kind of threw that idea out the window. But uh, yeah, so I did buy one. I, I don't remember the brand. Um, it was all right. It didn't. It didn't really taste that much like kombucha to me. Like it was like, I don't know. Yeah, it was all right. It's different. But if you get the chance to have the Flying Embers Mimosa one, I don't know where it's based out of. But that is, I'm, I might have to just like, I don't know if I can mail you that. I don't know if Trudeau will fucking get that thing locked up and send us both yeah, to jail. I'll, but I'll take Trudeau. I'll put him in one of you, buddy. Over here. <laughs> one of those, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. That, I think uh, guy out of here. we don't talk about this too much, but I want to get back to how we met. Yes. We talked about it maybe a handful of times because mm -hmm. that was 2014 or 13. I think it was 14 though. I was getting ready. Yeah, no, I think it, it may have been earlier because I'm thinking 2012. No. Yeah. No. Cause I, cause I graduated college in 2015. And my my program was a three year program. Yeah, and, and we were I both knew in you. School. Yeah, but I knew. Yeah, so okay, so well, first we'll we'll we'll, we'll say it. It was we, we we met each other through Guild Wars too. Oh yeah, and, and Guild networking. Wars. That, that's Actually, right, man. let me pull this up. And the guy who got me this is going to be coming on the podcast soon. But let me just pull this up real quick. Let's see, let's see it. I'm excited. Yes, <laughs> I still can't believe you got one of those. Like only. <laughs> It's actually so cool that you got one. Anyways, it's awesome. Dude, <laughs> I forgot you had that thing. I forgot you had that thing. You gotta put. You gotta I get your name on the back of that. It's on there. Um, okay, nice, nice. So, from your yeah, so we met in Guild Wars too. I recruited you and this guy named John to the guild. And you guys did not want to join the guild. I remember that you guys were like no, I'm not joining the guild. Blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, trust me, you want to join this. Like, you're persistent. You're persistent. Oh yeah. It's the best community ever in a video game. It's not what you think. I didn't like, I want to hear your perspective of what it was like to join the guild, get in the team speak, like meet people. I, I want to hear your perspective of that. 
Yeah, so so it was cool. So so I I because uh, I I grew up uh, I was a nerd. I grew up playing MMOs, World of Warcraft, Lord of the Rings Online, RuneScape, whatever. So I had my fill of guild, and I played Guild Wars one. So I had oh, my yeah, fill. Of, I had my fill of guilds. Um, and my experience with guilds was, it was just there was always just drama, just drama, drama, mm -hmm. drama. And like it's a great idea because like you said, community building and stuff. But maybe I just had bad experiences. So I had a negative perception based around it. So I remember, I remember, I was in uh, part of the mess. No, I think I think uh, I think it was in. Um, it's funny that I can I can recall this, but the, I think it was in the Vigil's Keep or whatever. Remember if you were if you were yeah yeah I think I was there and then you messaged me, um, and you were because I didn't ha I don't think I had a guild tag or whatever right and then you messaged me seeing if I was interested <laughs> and I was like no man you know like whatever it's like I, I remember I explained that to you it's like, yeah you know like it's just drama and whatever I'm not interested and. <laughs> I said, yo, Adji is a friend though. We can, we can, uh, we can, we can game and, and we can chill and shit. But, um, anyways, and, and you, you're like, oh, trust me, this, this, this is different. This is a group of people. We came from Guild Wars One, moved up, we moved up here from Guild Wars Two. Um, and I do remember actually, you were like telling me too that there was like, I think at one point you guys had a little bit more people in the guild, but you kind of had a had a split. So like, whatever negative energy that was there, dispersed, and it was just positive energy. I was like, okay, whatever. This guy's freaking, he really wants to end up. I'm like, whatever. If I don't like it, I'm just going to quit and never talk to me again. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so I joined it. And yeah, man, it was cool, bro. Um, like, I think, uh, I, I can't remember everyone's name at the time that was in there. Is it going back a while? But I remember there was, uh, like, Creek was in there. Switch was in there. Jeff was in there. Tyler was in there. Um, I remember that one girl. I think her name was, like, I don't remember her actual name. Her name was Kata or whatever. She was in there. And then... Uh, there was uh, there was that one guy. He was like the Guild Wars god. What was his name? Um, Zoda. Zoda, yeah, Zoda. He was he was cool, dude. He was really cool, dude. Um, I forget that guy. Yeah, you know. So it was cool. It, it was a close knit community. You guys weren't uh, like we weren't like we weren't like thousands of people. Uh, I think like maybe at this at, like all on at once. Like usually like maybe the cap like or not the cap like the highest people we see was like in the thirty to fifty range. But it was just like yeah, it was cool, man. Mm -hmm. Everyone was friendly. We were always in the team speak and like and getting to like uh it was cool like getting to actually hear the guy like everyone's voice like i didn't even, when i remember when i talked to you i was like oh yo this guy's freaking i didn't i don't know i don't know why i didn't think you were gonna sound like that but uh and then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then well i, I don't what know do like, I sound like he was like, like oh just like, i don't know maybe like me that kind of like a squidwardy voice but uh, like a nerdy oh, thing. but uh you got a sexy ass voice boy um <laughs> yeah, no. right, yeah that's it that's it yeah. to start a podcast that's it buddy that's it you got the voice you got the voice, the gift of the gab, they say. You got the gift of the gab. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so, that, yeah, that was really cool, man. It totally changed my perspective. I, I've actually never joined a guild again after that in any game really? that I've played. Um, you know, that was that was uh, what's kind of everyone kind of parted ways with the game and started doing, like, adult things, which I probably should have done too, but I didn't. I, I kind of learned that later, a little bit later on. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, no, it was cool, man. And then, like, we, we started, like, talking on different, like, Discord apps and stuff like that, and then we actually started getting on the webcams. We got to put the face of the name. Um, yeah, man, that was, that was cool. That was actually really cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. And we did, we were doing the PvP. Um, what, what was that one guy, too? Um, he, was, he, was a, he was a cool dude. He kind of used a little bit of a hothead sometimes, but... Uh, Nikki. Nikki, no, he was a really good no, ally. No, I think, I think it was... Uh, I want to say his name was Tyler too, baby, but but he was like, you you played Counter Strike sometimes with him, and and uh, he was like a rapper, like like he liked to rap. Oh like, my god, Ty, <clears throat> Ty, yeah, yeah, Ty, that guy, that guy. I still, I think I still have him. 
I think I still have him on social media or whatever, but uh, I always thought he was pretty cool. I like Ty. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 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 So, but yeah, it was funny. And then, uh, yeah, like, like I said, like just doing the PvP. And then, we, and then I remember we tried raiding and we got our asses kicked in raids. And like, I don't think we ever beat, beat it. Yeah. We never beat that. No. Raid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was just, it was cool. And it was just like, there was like, it's like, well, it's exactly how you, you preached it. It was, it was just positive energy in there. There was, there wasn't negative stuff, you know? I mean, I mean, kudos to you too. Cause you were, you were the, you were the, uh, the leader behind it. You, you built, you built that. That's, uh speaks yeah. a lot to your character. Look what you do today. Right. So I know you haven't read the book yet, but outliers, if you read that, like I recommended, you should. And anyone listening to this, read Outliers. You'll thank me later. Um, it's 10,000 10, 10, hour rule. So for at a very young age, you were you were you were building guilds, building communities, and, and leading people and managing people. And it's uh, obviously led you down the career path you've 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 uh, you've gone through thus far, right? So, yeah, but yeah, man, it's it really crazy. cool. It's crazy to like. Sorry, the dogs are going nuts. Um, it's crazy to look back and think. I was just graduated high school. I was 18 years old. This game just came out that I had been praying for for years, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to start a guild. Like, and I remember I rec- recruited Cap, who was like my first recruit ever. I actually still talk to him on Snapchat. He's a nurse up in DC. I should send That's this awesome. to him. He'd probably appreciate this. Yeah, um, he he helped me recruit awesome. too. But I remember like sitting there, coming up with fun recruitment messages to just blast. And hitting up everybody, it was my goal to like build the coolest community because everyone had one thing in common, and that's we all enjoyed Guild Wars. Like we all enjoyed an MMO. We all had an escape mm-hmm. in a game. Yeah. And if we could come together, like everyone would meet people, and it would just be such a cool experience. And it was. And then oh, now, yeah. I mean, that was in yeah started that in 2012. Really, we started the guild in like 2010 in Guild Wars One, but then we moved it on, of course. And the peak was like 300 people, I think, in the guild. And I had, mm-hmm. like, three officers, and that was just crazy. Like, I'm 19 then, and I have, like, building this pretty large community. Like, on the website, we had 150 people signed up. Like, had people that made the game. So I got the jersey, like, yeah. in the game. Like, yeah, yeah. what is going on? And then that <laughs> yeah. built relationships that we're doing now. Like, yeah. we we actually, kind of full circle, had that Guild Wars 2 podcast, The Derman Diary, with me, Jeff, and Ryan. That you came yeah. on. Yeah. Uh we're together in the fitness and now here we are and we've stayed in contact for years years yeah man. almost 10 years almost a decade any any serious relationship i've been in the girlfriend at the time they knew you even my new girlfriend i tell her all about you now too but this is the one you're going to meet this is the actual one you're going to meet Ooh, this, the one this is the one well we're, we're early but she's good, she's good. <laughs> Uh, I love this I'm happy one. For she's you, good. She's lucky. Thanks, she bro. better take care of you. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's good shit. She's good shit. Yeah, it was cool actually. I was telling her. I was telling you about this pod. Well, she already knew about you from before. Because I think the first time she asked about you was, uh, she was like, "Oh, your this friend, your friend on Instagram. He's always like wanted to buy your buy your pinch and stuff. Like he, he's like he really supports your or supports you on this." I was like, "Yeah, that's that's Chris." I was like, "Yeah, we're the whole." The whole background yeah. <laughs> and, and of uh of uh of how we met and like so her was so forward she's like what like dude video game yeah. like, how do you know he's not a rapist or something i was like nah <laughs> trust me he's not and I, I told her how like you and i we, we we actually put some sort of plan in place to try like i think it was oh, back yeah. in like 20 20 it was arnold yeah we were thinking about doing arnold or, or which is going on right now yeah yeah that's right and uh it never it never it never materialized but that's okay that's okay we'll make something happen 
we're, we're adults year. now and we should actually man actually first this i gotta year. get my passport i've been really slacking on that. you know one. that's a good thing that's a good thing about my girlfriend she's freaking she's on me man she's on me for the shit that i need to be need people to be on me about for us so that's good so that's i gotta get that yeah i gotta get that thing sorted that's easy i'm just lazy and i haven't filled out the form. actually she went as far as to fill out the form for me <laughs> um all i need to do now is just get like addresses and like the, so i have to have like two references like from it can't be family it's gotta be friends or people you know i'll do that too but you have to be canadian citizen so it won't work um but they've got uh anyways i got i got my two buddies that are like, and, and now they're like yo are you gonna like tell me what information you need or and i'm like okay because i think i think so my girlfriend's named Haley. I, th- I think Haley might be like maybe harassing them in the back end like hey push it make sure gets that shit done so anyways that's good um but yeah yeah we got we got to meet man we got to meet i told her that got to. i said i said we're, we're gonna like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen dude i just support happen. and i think that's why i you know why I enjoyed Bun the community because I love, as I say in almost every episode of this, I love knowing what makes people tick. I love knowing what people love. I just love getting to know people, mm-hmm. and that's what made it so enjoyable. And like getting to know you and what you're passionate about, I've always supported that, like no matter what. And you've been the same for me. And that's why I think we've become such good friends over the years. And we stay in such close contact. I mean, could it be better? Yeah, but I mean, we're both super busy, right? We both have, yeah, we're both professionals in our industry and got a lot going on and you're trying to start a photography business i can't wait to see that happen this is the year for sure we both just have a lot going on but yeah man that's it that's it bro (laughs) i mean but like still it is a beautiful thing that to like again like even with distance right like i I don't know how far away wyoming or, or is from from london ontario you know but like it's just cool man it's cool like like i i keep in contact more often with you than some of my really close boys that live right here freaking 10 or 15 minutes on the road from me. you know and it's not like i don't love them or anything like that but but you know like it's just yeah it's it's it's, it's just effort right and yeah man it, it is cool it's, it's like talk about a butterfly effect eh? you know mm-hmm. right? you know, talk about talk about a butterfly effect it's just wild how uh how everything kind of works right but hey man if you're a hippie like me then uh, you're a believer in the universe and everything happens here for a reason go. man everything happens here we go reason, so. That's it, buddy. That's why we drink kombucha out of, uh, what'd you call this thing? A, a Moscow mule. That's what you put a Moscow mule in. Yeah. I thought this was a kombucha mug. Actually, no, I, it was funny. Like, kombucha so, mug. So, so when my girlfriend, when my girlfriend brought this thing out, her, so my girlfriend loves kombucha, which is awesome. Um, so we, we start drinking kombucha and she brings, so the first time we have one together, she brings these cups out. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, we got a kombucha mug. And she looks at me like I got a like I got a like a freaking third leg or a third arm like growing on my head or something. And she's like, she's like, it's a Moscow mule mug. I'm like, what the hell is a Moscow? Fuck that! Like, I, I don't know the hell that. Anyways, it was just funny. So I was like, hey, apparently everyone knows this is a Moscow mule mug. And it's funny too because I was much- a drinker. I was a drinker, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. I just freaking slammed beers and whiskey. I guess that was that was my thing. That was my first like alcoholic beverage that I ever slightly cared for. And that's like my go-to drink. And which is why I like this up to ginger beer in that and a Moscow mule. So good. I love anything ginger. Uh, see, I've never actually had a Moscow mule. I've seen it get made. Um, I was actually at a They're party. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, it seems like it's kind of like a, like a sweet drink. Like you're well, I mean, they're over. like, they're sweet. Like they're, they're awesome, but. Oh they're yeah. 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 Yeah, I saw some guy making one. It was pretty neat. He was like, so my buddy recently, he had his 30th. So he threw a big banger here. Um, and then one of his buddies is like a bartender. 
he's like a fancy bartender. But anyways, he was like making a Moscow mule and then he had like a vape thing and he's like vaping, like blowing the smoke into it. And I was like, wow. Sounds like TikTok in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I was inspired. <laughs> I want to take some photos of me blowing smoke now. Honestly, that's, that's pretty cool. You should do it. Yeah. Man. That's going to be cool. I, to I, have this, I have this vision. So I've got this vision. So it's like, it's going to be me, but you're not going to like really notice that it's me, but I want to wear like, so I want to be an old like black, or I was thinking like even maybe just like topless and like black pants with like, like, like a, like a nice like pair of black, like sneak, like uh, not sneakers, but like dress shoes with like, you know, like those dress shoes and they have like that, that strap with like the little gold buckle that really does nothing, but just looks cool. I want that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I want to be in that and like a boss and ass, like vintage, like mafia boss chair with like a cigar in my mouth and a, and a black top hat. And I want to be kind of like looking down with a cigar in my mouth and that just kind of the smoke coming out, but you can't tell it's me. You can, I just kind of see the silhouette of my face. Cool. Can I get some like cool white lighting coming in? We'll, we'll touch it up on, uh, on the, uh, on the Lightroom there or Photoshop. And anyways, that's gonna, that's gonna happen. I gotta buy a top hat first. I'll listen to expensive, bro. Fuck me. When you do that, I will fly up there and I will get a picture with you in that. Cause I've always wanted one of those. Yeah, man, right? It'd be so cool. Just Boston, right? Just how cool Boston. would that be? How cool? We got to do something like that. We, we're going to meet up, gonna bring our photos, and we're just going to take some photos of some cool shit, do some portraits That's what we for should each do. other. Yeah, man. 100%. Explore. Yeah. I'll bring the be camera. Great. Uh, you can show me what's up. We'll go take some pictures, have a good time. That'll be fun. Yeah, man. We can That'd video log it, too. Put, give you some content. Be great. That'd be cool. All about the content. All about the content. Oh, you have to be, man. You have to be. You have to be. Bro. It is weird. Uh... I mean, I get on Instagram and I just click with the search button, right? And it's like 18 to 20 year old, I, I say kids, but whatever, kids. They're like in the gym having these really cool edits and all these things. And I'm like, how are you guys doing this? Is it literally that, that easy? Just I record myself and then I hit a few buttons. And then I have this awesome edit to this really cool song that hits on the beat. I'm like, how do you guys, how does every kid with a broccoli haircut do this? <laughs> is it because they haircut. don't have hair? <laughs> what is going oh, bro, on? That's like me, bro. I'm catching up, bro. Fuck my, my hairline. That's why I'm wearing the hat. I got to hide that shit. <laughs> I, I ain't got that broccoli hair no more. Bro. Just embrace it. Oh, I am. I am. Trust me. I got no, I got no option. It's funny. I, I was flirting with the idea. I'm like, I told, I told Haley, I was like, I don't know. I might need to, I might need to put, uh, you know, that $8,000 and just take a flight to Turkey and never look back. But, uh, nah, photo for top, like freaking camera lenses and shit are too expensive. So I ain't going to be getting no hair transplant anytime soon. But anyways, you don't need I'm a hair transplant, it. dude. I'm embracing it, bro. Embracing Just embrace it. it. Shave it off. I like it. You know, actually one time, um, so one of my clients, um, at work, so we were, we were installing some like high security, like fence. She, she has this, like cool, like fence compound thing and she works with the police and whatever. Anyways, uh, pretty cool. But anyway, so. Um, she was like, I was talking, I was like making jokes about how I'm like, oh, you know, my hair's, oh, oh yeah, because she, she's like an older lady, very good looking for her age though. But, uh, but, um, she was like in her, I think she's like in her forties or something like that, maybe fifties, but she doesn't look at bro. She's like a Jennifer Aniston kind of thing. And, uh, and she was like going on about how like, you know, guys hit, hit on her at the bar and she's like, oh, you know, sweetie, like I'm probably like your grandma's age or whatever. And then and anyways, I started going on about all, oh, you know, like, Hey, it's at least you're getting hit on. Like, you know, I'm, I'm losing my hair. I look older than I am. And she was like, oh, don't worry, sweetie. No matter what any girl tells you, every girl likes a big, fat, bald head. <laughs> and I was like, there you go. All right. All right. Good client. Embrace Get it. Get rid of this kind of like gate she wanted.
I see. You know, we screwed that. We actually screwed that gate up like six ways a Sunday. It was terrible. But anyways, we got it. We got taken care of for so that was good. But, uh, but so yeah, what are you anyways. doing now? Exactly. Like what you were doing engineering, right? Are you still doing uh, that? No. So it wasn't engineering. So my program that I think that, I think that's where that's where you're thinking of. So my program was called like, construction management engineering. But I'm not an engineer. I didn't go to university. I always hated school, bro. Like. If I really wanted to, I guess I probably could have gone that route, but um, no, I just wanted to get out and start making money, man. School is just yeah. a means to an end for me. So um, no, so I'm a so I'm, I'm a project manager. So essentially, um, I uh, I work for sub most of my experience. I, I have experience working for general contractors, uh, but most of my experience is with subcontractors. Um, so essentially, um, we get given we we price out a job. Uh, we get, we, if we, if we are awarded the job, we get issued a subcontract, that subcontract comes across the desk onto my lap. I review the subcontract, make sure there's nothing in there that we uh, don't want to get tied to, or if there's any kind of verbiage that we want to change, that kind of thing. Um, do have my review, send it in to usually one of the owners, or if like, if a bigger firm, it'd be like the, like a CEO or, or general manager or whatever. They, they take a look through it too, make sure they're in agreement. Then they, they sign off, we execute the contract. And then after that, everything comes to me. Uh, so basically I manage budgets, I manage people, uh, I manage like coordinate material orders. Uh, the last company I was with, uh, actually I had a team of three or four people working under me. Um, we were, I think effectively we managed that year around in uh, 2020, um, probably some, somewhere in around the 60 to $80 million range, um, which actually in the grand scheme of things for construction is tiny. Some guys manage billions of dollars a year, but uh, they'll have teams of like hundred people under them or whatever. Right. But, um, but yeah, anyway, so that was, so that was pretty cool. So uh, yeah, so that's what I do. It's kind of, it's interesting slash boring kind of stuff. I don't know. It's uh, nothing too, nothing too special, but yeah, project management. I think, the, I think the thing I like most about it is the people management. I'm like you, I'm a people person. I like, like, I yeah. think it was so cool. Like at my last company, when I, when I actually had the, cause now, now the company I'm with now, um, they're like a little bit of a smaller, well, I, I say smaller outfit, but really they're not that small, man. These guys are big, bro. Like these guys, like, these owners are brilliant people, man. Like they've, they've really built quite the enterprise, but, uh, we're just a little bit more self sufficient, I guess. Like we don't have like a massive staff, like my last company did. So I don't have a team. I, well, I, it's funny. I, I say, I don't have a team. At, I actually thought about this the other day. I was like, I don't, I don't have a team managed that I'm managing under me. And then I realized, well, actually, I've got a way bigger team now that I'm managing than I was before. It's just they're not in the office. They're the guys on the, on the, on the field. Like before I, yeah. on my last company, I was managing the guys in the office, not so much the guys on the field. We had an operations team that did that. This company, we don't have an operations team. So we kind of double duty that. So I went from having, you know, like three or four guys in the office to 30 field staff. So I guess that's still there, which is kind of cool. I didn't really put that into perspective until the other day actually it was just kind of weird but uh anyways um but yeah i really like that man like it was cool like oh. at my last company i had i had these two young guys right at the end uh the one one kid was 20 21 and he's a rock star man let me tell you, that kid's a rock star uh and then the uh the other kid he was he was a co-op actually he was i think he was uh he had to be like 18 or 19 years old and it was just so cool, man. It was so cool watching them go through their strides and falling on their face and you're there to kind of pick them back up and, and, um, you know, just support them along the way and, and, and like kind of help them and mentor them and understand like, Hey man, don't be scared to make these mistakes. Like, this is, this is your opportunity, especially in a business, man. Like mm -hmm. it's so cool. Like if you think about it, 
people are so scared to make a mistake when they work, once they go corporate, once they, once we get into our career and, and I was yep. of this too, I was so horrified to make a mistake. And then obviously once you start focusing on not making a mistake, what happens? You make a mistake. Cause that's what you're focused exactly. on is the mistake, not actually just doing your thing. And then, uh, actually yeah, one, uh, one of my, one of my managers told me one day, he was like, Dan, was like, you gotta think about this. For a second. He's like, he's like, he's like, think about it this way. He's like, you went to school, right? He's like, yeah. He said, okay. And you paid a lot of money to go to school to learn stuff. Right. And I said, yeah. He's like, okay. And if you failed, if you made it, he's like, then he's like, you were scared to fail because if you failed, that meant to cost you more money. Cause you had to go do, uh, go retake the course or whatever you got to do. Right. So he's like, that instills that fear into your mind of making a mistake. Yep. He's like, once you get out into the business, he's like, the roles are reversed, bro. He's like, you get to make the mistake and get paid to make the mistake and learn from it. So he's like, you basically, it's not like, it's not even like you have a bit like an Ivy league, like scholarship. It's actually like, you're getting that you're, you're in Ivy league and you're getting paid to be there. So I was like, wow, that, yeah. that was really cool. So that was an awesome, like perception change for me. Um, so anyway, so I tried That's to so kind good. of, I've yeah, never heard right, of that like, yeah, really, really wise. Like that was really insightful wisdom that that guy gave. You know, you know what's funny too that that manager he was like a, he was like a tough love manager. He was like there was times where I was like so unsure about myself, um, because like I was kind of was like in my head about like how he like viewed me and stuff like that. And then when actually I actually ended up leaving that company, him and I had some really good chats, and like he was pretty sad to see me go. And anyways, it was cool. But yeah, like really, like again, like it was it was just a cool, uh, yeah, really wise man. That was a really wise thing to explain to somebody. So. Um, but yeah, man, so that, that, that was the coolest part. Like I've actually, I've, I've tried to read books too about it. There, uh, another book I, I'd actually recommend to you if you haven't, it's a brilliant author. His name's Simon Sinek. You may have heard, heard of him. That. Yeah. Um, he wrote a book, it's called leaders eat last. That's an amazing book, man. That's an amazing book. If, if you're, if you're getting into a management position or looking to get into a management position and you're starting to kind of stress out or, or like kind of try to wrap your head around how to actually manage people, which at the end of the day, if you, if you become a manager whether or not what like a general manager, whatever it is, whatever, like the, in terms of fear of what it is, the most important part is managing people. That book is like such a great foundation to build off of. Um, and again, the, the title probably explains itself. Leaders eat last, right? Like take care of your own, establish, establish a good team, establish a positive team, positive mindset amongst the people and, and watch and watch it grow, you know? Um, but yeah, so anyways, it's, it's really cool, man. It's like you said, like just getting to manage people and getting to learn the different personalities and, and, uh, and it's cool too. Like, you know, some of them, and some people don't like this cause they want to separate the business from the uh, personal stuff. But personally, I like it. Like guys, guys I work with, they can open up to me about, about the crap yep. that's going on in their life, you know? Um, and I can level with them. You know, I like, I like putting my, I like putting myself in people's shoes. You know, I like, I like to be able to show empathy and understand, okay, wait, yeah, maybe, maybe this guy hasn't been that reliable recently or showing up to work late every day. Um, you know, this is that, but yeah, okay. Maybe frick, I didn't, I didn't realize that he's, he's 20 years old and he's, he's got an adopted, adopted child that that's his daughter, that is, that's his sister because his parents aren't around and, you know, just like stuff like that. Like, it's like, you know, and like, yeah, imagine being like, anyways, it's just cool. It's cool to learn that kind of stuff about people. Um, and it, it really, it really humbles you too. Right. Cause it's like, yeah. at the end of, at the end of the day, it's like, it really brings that kind of to light where it's like, you, uh, every, everyone in this world struggles, everyone in this, everyone in this world has faces depression, you know, and whether, whether it's, it's from other, whether it's from an, ex an extreme case where, you know, maybe your, your parents got killed or you're getting beaten or whatever the hell it is, or m maybe you come from a good life, maybe you come from a good life, but for whatever reason, your, your, your mind's just not right. Right. And you, you've got, you've got that, that 
you're just not confident in yourself or whatever. At the end of the day, it still leads back to that same feeling, uh, you know, and like depression is depression. It feels the same for each other person. It doesn't matter how you got there. Um, but it's cool how to, it's just cool, like getting to hear people's stories and, and like, I remember one of, like, I, I can't even remember who it was, man, but it was like, a, I don't know if it was a pot. I think, you know, I used to do, when I was at the gym, I used to listen to like, I'd go on YouTube and I'd be like motivational speeches with like pump up music in the back or whatever. And like, this, like, it was like, it was, it was this guy who would be yelling and be like, your struggle is your gift for the world. Your struggle is, is your gift. Like, don't, don't turn away from your struggle. Don't be scared of your struggle. Anyway, so that, that always stuck with me. Like your struggle truly is your gift to the world, man. Truly is. Those assumptions that we make about people, like you're saying, is they're so dangerous. Mm -hmm. You catch yourself just relating it to, I guess, maybe yourself and comparing them to yourself and what you would do in the situation when it's such an unfair comparison because right. two completely different situations. He said there could be a child involved. You have no idea, but you're too consumed with X, Y, Z at your job that you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about pr production or numbers. Like mm -hmm. there's so much more to it. And I'm just, I try to be the same way where people can come talk to me. And that's also like creating buy-in. That's you have long-term, long-lasting employment. Mm -hmm. You have people that are bought into what you're doing beyond just the money-making, beyond just the job, like bought into the team around you and the people around you. Um, right. Is this the same company that you're with now that you were trying to make that one position? I forgot what it was, but it was like a training leadership-ish. Yeah. yeah, no, so that was, that was the company I was with before. So that was an idea I had. I wanted to get like uh... – I never, it never came to fruition. To be honest, I actually, I, I mean, I, pro I probably should have preached that. I never actually, I never pitched it. I never ended up pitching that position. I should have, because I actually, I actually think it would. I think they would have actually maybe entertained that. Now that I look back at it, because that company, man, they're getting big, bro. Like that company, like those, really? those, the owners of that company, man, like they're, they've expanded in the states. They bought, they bought a really? massive ass company, and I don't, I don't remember where in the states, but they bought a, a company with a thousand plus employees in it. Wow. Yeah, wild man. Like these guys are like, if they're not already, they're on their they're on their way to being billionaires. Um, like they started their own actually last year or in twenty twenty one. They started a new company that's basically just like an asset, like a um, an asset, like uh, like what's the word? A private asset acquisition company hmm. uh, or private equity acquisition company. Um, so basically, it's like they're they're just buying companies. If you're looking to liquidate your company, yep. they'll buy it, liquidate it for you, or whatever. Or P firms, yeah, taking on yeah, that kind of stuff, right? So they're like. They're like really getting big. They're like way out of just construction now. Like they're on a way bigger picture. But yeah, that would have been that was a cool. I I still like that idea. Uh, actually, I recently told my girlfriend about that, and and I got inspired from that idea actually from Leaders Eat Last. So it was basically um, what you're getting as the position was. Um, I wanted to be in a position where I could almost like be a consultant for for companies, and and, and so basically put me so you you would put me into a company. And I would do one-on-one -on -one interviews, private interviews, uh, with 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 each individual employee, whether they be from at the bottom of the pyramid or at the top of the pyramid, right? I'm going to go through the whole company interview, and it's going to be conversations like this. We're gonna we're gonna mm -hmm. get into the into the personal stuff. It's not really. We're gonna talk about the business. Um, what do you like to do? What do you want to do? What do you not like to do? That kind of thing. And then also get into the personal side of things, like. What, what, what motivates you? What gets you out of bed every day? What do you do on the weekends? What do you do at, what, when, when you leave the office at five o'clock, four o'clock, whatever time it is, what do you do outside of it? What makes you happy? What makes you tick? And basically analyze these people and, uh, and then, uh, and, uh, you know, kind of like whatever, make a spreadsheet or make my graphs or whatever and see, okay, 
this person would work really, really well in this division or this department. And if this person was managing this person and this person was working with X, Y, and Z, or these five people, we could make this team and they would be extremely productive with each other because their mindset, their morale, and just the, over, the overall, overall way that they, they uh, conduct themselves, it just synergizes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I got this idea from Leaders Eat Last is because Simon Sinek in that book, he talks about um, why is it that the U.S. Navy and the, and the Marines are the SEALs. Actually, he talks mostly about the SEALs. Why are they so effective as a unit together? And it comes yeah. down to a point where they, they're, they're basically they're, they're set up in a team of five guys, right? Um, and that's the, that's the key. It's five people. Anything more than five can become too problematic. Um, but, uh, so, so that kind of is what stemmed the first initial thought and that idea is like, okay, cause maybe instead of having teams of 30 people or teams of 20 people, maybe that's what you have to do. You just have to commit it to five or maybe even five to 10, make it more manageable. Um, so there was that. And then there was another really good analogy that he had in that, in that, um, book where, and it, and it applies so well to the modern day, man. So well, to, especially if anyone else is in, is out there that that's in like that corporate scre- scheme and uh the rat race you know mm-hmm. um so like it's like like in north america whether you're in canada or us it runs on this it's all the same it's all the same thing it's a machine right capitalism it's a machine and so most companies most corporates doesn't matter where you are it doesn't matter if they're rated top 20 best employers in north america it doesn't get doesn't matter it's all the same shit you got so basically when you have a business you got two ways to run your business the most common ways you can run it as a machine, as an it's a picture an engine, a vehicle engine, right? So you've got you've got your Ford F one fifty, and it's running twenty four seven, just running, 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 chug, 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 chug. You're just getting every little bit you can out of that engine, and when a part finally breaks in that engine because it's had too much, you just rip that part out, throw it in the garbage, and put a new one in, and you just keep freaking running it like it like it's like it was nothing. So that's one way to run a business. The other way to run a business is you could treat it like a garden. So you can plant your seeds, you can you can water your seeds every day, you can nurture it. Once the plants start to grow, you can massage your leaves, you can massage, massage the stems, you know, it's gonna take you a long time. It's gonna take you a damn long time, but eventually that garden is gonna bloom and it's gonna be beautiful. That's another way to run a business. So basically what you have is when you've got business A, the machine, the engine, and business B, the garden, business A in the short term, it's gonna generate you a lot of money in the short term business, but, but long-term it's not because you're not going to have the longevity through your employees. You're going to have a lot of turnaround rate, right? Cause people aren't going to be happy. They're going to get unmotivated. They're going to get depressed or whatever the hell it is. They're working too many, too many hours, whatever. Or in business B, you're going to have people that are extremely motivated. Their morale is going to be extremely high. They're getting treated well. They're going to feel like they're part of the community. They're going to feel like they're part of the team. And in the long run, when you have people that are working, that are happy with what they're doing and happy with the workplace that they're in naturally your productivity is going to, is going to be through the roof, right? Yep. It's, it's just a very, very simple science. Um, so that's anyway, so, so I kind of married those two points together and that's kind of where that whole idea came from me. It was like, cause at the time, in my opinion, the thing that that company was suffering from, and again, I got to see it because I was in like a mid management level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was lucky enough that I was getting exposure to some of the top management, but I got a lot of exposure to the bottom. And I also worked my way up the ladder at that company to get to where I was. So I knew what it was like. And, um, that, that company could have really, really, really benefited. I think from someone to, to do that for them. Uh, cause it just, again, the turnaround huh. rate was so, it was like a McDonald's in there, bro. 
it was like a McDonald's, man. It was like, I, I almost got to a point where I didn't even want to remember people's names because it's like, you're not going to be here in another month anyways. It doesn't matter. Do you think <laughs> that when you're lining people up and you're, you get this information and you put it into whatever buckets you put it into, is that, do you think it's a good management tool too to figure out what strategies would be best to manage and coach somebody going through? Like once you find those things. 100%, man. Like, Honestly, when I started managing those, the team of the, like the team of like, when I had like three, I think at the most I ever had was, I think it was just three, four guys, four guys underneath me and all gone, baby. Finished. Actually, I actually gotta go. I got a bit of refill actually. Um, I, uh, so when I was managing those guys on my own time, when I would, when I was at home, I would actually, I would, on my computer, I kept a list and like each individual, each individual employee I had working under me, I kept a list. And I just, I just wrote stuff down about them. What are they like? What are they not like? What are they good at doing at this company? Like in their role? What are they not good at doing in this role? Why are they not good at doing it? Or why are they good at it? Um, you know, and then again, I, I like some of the personal stuff that they, that they would like, they liked. I, I kind of took that down. Um, like, you know, for example, the one guy, um, he was really outdoorsy. He loved hunting. He loved fishing. He was really into motocross and like motorbiking and stuff. He's really good. He's really good at it. Apparently, uh, actually, I told him I go watch him this year and take some photos and videos for him. But uh, anyways, he liked being outside. Okay, put that guy in a sight position. So, so when I when I kind of yeah. restructured how my team worked, um, I actually ended up taking on more work than I, I should have as a project manager, um, just a supplement for this. But I let him spend more time on site. And because I let him spend more time on site, he started learning things like so quick. The guys, the guy, like the crew members, the crew, like the crew workers, the foreman and the laborers spoke so highly of him. And they did not speak highly of people at that company, man. They did not like, like, anyways, they loved that kid. And, and man, he did so freaking well. <laughs> like the, the, uh, the upper management, they loved him. At one point, my boss, who was at the time that he was the construction, he's actually the general manager now, but he was the construction manager at the time. He literally said, this is the best project coordinator that we have. The very mm -hmm. best project coordinator that we have in the office is this kid. And like, and, and I honestly believe is because I just, I put him, I, oh, I didn't even put him there. I let him be in the position that he wanted to be in. Right. And he still did all of the stuff he had to do on the back end. That, man, that kid, that kid would stay until eight or nine o'clock at night. We would start at 6 30 7 o'clock in the morning and we were there because the project we were running was crazy it was busy and we were grinding me and and that and the co-op man same thing bro like mikey he was hourly right so he's freaking cake but but uh <laughs> man those guys man every day and it was funny too because my because like people used to be like man why are you still here like, why do you stay here so late like none of the other pms are doing that it's like how am i gonna let my freaking the two guys that are working under underneath me freaking work until nine o'clock at night and i'm gonna go home at 5 30. Yeah, right, man. I'm going to stay here, too. I'll, I'll, I'll be right in the trenches with him. I didn't really want to do it. I'd rather live my life, but yeah. whatever, man. These two guys were grinding. They were trying to make something of themselves, and, and they're at the early. And I was there, too. You know, when I was 21 years old, when I was 2019 working at some of these companies, bro, I was working 70, 80 hours a week. Again, same thing. I was hourly. So I was making good dough, um, <laughs> you know, but like, but, and my managers used to, I, now I've been lucky. I've had amazing managers in my life, man. Amazing managers in my life. And that's probably why you want to do that back. You want to reciprocate that back to 100%. everybody else. Hundred percent. I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be where I was today without them. The, the one. The one manager. He's one of my best friends. If I get married, he's going to be up there with me. You yeah. know, like, and he's freaking. He just turned sixty on Friday. 
<laughs> you know, he's 30 years older than me. It's crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, man. So yeah, anyways, it was just interesting putting him in that, like I said, we put him in that position and he, and he did so well. And then the same with the other kid, the co-op student. He was just really good on the computer, man. Really freaking good on the computer. He liked going out the site. He liked getting out there. So I let him go whenever he needed to. And plus that's how, like in the construction industry or anything else, that's how you learn. You see things, you're hands on, you know, like you're yeah. touching things, you're seeing things move. And like every day you go to the site and something, it's like a river. It's like something's changed, man. It's never the same day by day. It's never the same. Um, so you just, you just really start to learn things. Um, so, so anyways, he, he, he did that stuff, but like, man, on the computer, he was really good. And, uh, I just, yeah, I just let it, like, I didn't micromanage him. You know, I just, I let him do his thing. I let, again, I had to supplement. I had to do things that they both probably should have been doing that other coordinators were doing, um, that I just took over on my own, uh, to just make sure, cause obviously they still had to get done. But again, then these guys got to go out, they got to do what they wanted to do. And they became assets to the company, major assets. But, but well, the one guy actually, the, the, uh, the one kid that, uh, not the co-op, but the other kid, he actually left. He got an amazing job with the, with, uh, with the hmm. region that he, that he lives in. Amazing job, man. He's making more money than I am. It's crazy. He's 22 years old, lives at home with his parents. It's, it's crazy. Good for him though, man. I'm so happy for him. I mean, so here's a question. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you don't have a manager that can see that and put you into the position that you would excel in, how do you get yourself into that position? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. So one of the hardest things to, and you'll, and you'll attest to this, mm -hmm. one of the hardest things to learn in life, not even just in your career, but in life is to stick up for yourself. Oh, That's yeah. That's an extremely hard thing to do, right? Um, and it's so easy to sell yourself short. It's so easy to just accept the path of least resistance and to just be what you're told. But at some point in your life, you got to kick yourself in the ass and say, no, no more. I'm not going to be a yes man. I'm not going to be another soldier that just falls in line and gets told what he's going to do when he's going to do it. No, I have aspirations. I have goals. I'm going to write down my goals. That's, that's, that's the first thing you need to do. If you're in a position like that, where you've got, if you're, if you're working under a manager that just isn't, isn't setting things up for you, isn't setting a, a stepping stone for your career path for you, then shove it down his goddamn throat, write down your goals, write down your aspirations hold yourself accountable and hold him accountable, him or her accountable to make sure that, that they're doing what they need to do to, to get you there. And if they ain't going to do it, go the fuck around them. And mm -hmm. if you're, and if you're at a company where they're just not going to see it, I don't give a damn how much money you're making, get the hell out of there, get the hell out of there and find someone. Cause you will find a company that will match your morals. You will find a, it's the same thing as finding someone to date. Eventually through trial and error, you're going to find someone that matches your energy. And that person yep. is going to bring out the best in you and you're going to bring out the best in them and together you're going to conquer the world. Same thing with the company. It's the exact same thing. So you have, so again, you just, you have to attack it, man. You have to attack it. Like write down again, pinpoint your goals, pinpoint what you like to do and sell it. That's another thing too, that people don't understand. Like it, especially in a career, you have to view like all. So here's something because a lot of us, a lot of your viewers probably they 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 can probably coincide with this. We like stocks, right? We like to buy stocks. We like to invest. Right? We like to invest yeah. our money. We like compounding interest. We like to see our money inflate over time, make us more money, right? <clears throat> Picture yourself as a stock, right? You're a stock. Sell yourself. Sell that stock, right? Continue to invest in yourself. Invest time into yourself. You know, further sharpen your sword. Get further education. Read books. Watch videos, talk to people, network, 
talk to people that have been doing the same thing that you've been doing for a long time, learn from them. That's the best part. Knowledge is, is the, not like it's, it's, it's free wisdom, right? Like it's like, yeah, learn from their mistakes. So you don't have to make the goddamn mistakes. Or at least if you do make the mistake, you're like, Oh shit. Like that's a long time ago. It's like, it makes it more relevant. Like, so yeah, like people don't sell themselves. That's another big thing. They don't, they don't sell themselves. Again, it's, it's that, it's that path of least resistance and human by nature. We're, we're, we're not, not like, we're, we're technically we're bred to, to go into that, right? That's the, that's the way that we're taught in school. You can't, you can't question your teacher from the, from the day you're freaking one year or you, you're, you're, you push out the womb of your, of your, your mom right? and to, to the point where you're old enough to start walking. What do we start getting, getting told by our parents? No, don't do that. Don't climb that tree. Don't freaking, you, don't, don't call your brother an asshole or like whatever. Like you just hear no, right? So yeah. that, that gets, it's, it's like a brainwash thing, right? Like it's, it gets indoctrinated to us, right? So we, we, we grow up and we get taught how to be a yes man. That's, that's what happens. We get taught to be a yes man. And then eventually some, at some point, or some people don't get it. Unfortunately, it, it is really unfortunate, but at some point in your life, hopefully you're just going to have that breaking point. Right? Like, no, I'm done with this. I'm done with, I'm done with being what people want me to be. I want to be what I want to be. So when yep. you get to that point, reflect, write down what you want to be both in your personal life and your career or as a business owner, whatever the hell it is and attack it and don't settle for less. So, so yeah, like if, if you're in a position at a company, like I said, like that, that's the, that's the best thing that you can do. Like, so, so when I, when, when I left that company, uh, the one guy that I was managing, he struggled a lot because, uh, obviously the management styles were a lot different, um, than what, than what I was like in comparison to other people. Right. And he kind of got, he started to feel like he was getting bottleneck in his position. And, and I gave him the exact same advice and that's what he did. He didn't take no for an answer and man, he got the promotions he wanted. He got the raises that he wanted and it, it was not an, like, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy time for him. I'll tell you that much. There was a lot of hard conversations because the one thing you have to realize, uh, is that is the moment, the moment that you stop being a yes man and, and you concede to be like, no, I'm no longer going to be a sheep. I'm going to be a wolf. I'm going to stick my head above the pack. Wait, you're, you're now a target. Yeah. Yeah. You're yep. now a target, right? Your, your, your head's above the pack, right? People want to cut your head off and get you back in line, right? Yeah. So if you stick to your guns, man, any smart business owner is going to, is going to catch on to it and see it. And they will, they will, they'll pull strings on the above and say, no, that kid right there, man, he needs to, he needs to become something here. I don't want that kid to leave because he, yeah. he they got something he, everyone else not. doesn't. Exactly. Which is a set of fucking cojones on him. <laughs> you know so it's, so yeah that, cool that, that's the best advice i i love everything you said and i it all like you said it resonates um and being the yes man it's so easy especially in society now it's so easy to be a yes man and just roll over and be like okay i'm pissed off i'm gonna go scroll on instagram and just see what like just get my mind off this or i'm just gonna go home and watch tv crack him a beer just whatever no one wants to face the adversity no one wants to try to be like growing up, everyone tells us we can be whatever we want to be in life. Mm -hmm. Cool. Then why aren't you? Like, this is hitting me hard now because I'm going to be a father. And when my son comes into this world and I say, hey, you can be whoever you want to be. I want him to look back and be like, oh, that's actually real because my dad is being whoever he wants to be. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to mm -hmm. lead that life in order for my kid, kids, hopefully plural, kids can lead that mm -hmm. life too. Like right. you have to face adversity every day. You have to have those hard conversations. You can't, you have to start 
stop rolling over and start yeah barking barking up mm -hmm. the tree that's Take right your way up that's, it. The, that's exactly what it is but you gotta bark you gotta be a dog man you have to be a dog like don't like it's like you ever heard that quote it's like do not go quiet into that into that good night rage 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 at the dying yeah. of the light man <laughs> like honestly god bro like it's 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 what it is man and, and, that, and that's good man and, and like I love that about you because you're gonna you're gonna do a great job with that with your kids, man. You're gonna lead by example. I appreciate it. Percent, you will. You're gonna lead by example. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing those kids grow up. Man. Well, I gotta get jacked. Try to be fat. <laughs> get jacked. Like, you've, been, you've been jacked, bro. You've been jacked. You've been jacked your whole life. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, the urgency that this gives me to do things now it's it's weird. It's weird. I everyone talks about it, but it's one of those things that you talk about. Same as what we're doing right now. If you've never put yourself in a tough conversation or a tough situation with somebody to try to get ahead, you will never know what we're talking about. Just try it. Right. Say no to somebody one time and demand what you want or what you think you deserve, and you'll mm -hmm. know. But mm -hmm. the urgency that I'm in now, the the state of that is so weird because I, I have so many things in my head that I want to do, and I've just got to get them all done because yeah. – my, I will have less time for that. I, I just have to make more time. Like I've got to take time from other things that don't matter as much to put into the, the things that do matter. But I have to accomplish everything I've ever set out to do so that my kids can accomplish everything they can do because they've, again, they've grown up seeing their mom and their dad live their dreams, do what they say they do, and live their life to the fullest. And take them right. with them. It's all it's all about example. And like you being that project manager, that is like you said, taking the extra time to do the work for them so they can actually do what they love to do. Well, at least in that position, right? Like what they will excel with, they will now be better people because of that and pour off into other people. Like it just keeps snowballing out of control. And then you're just mm -hmm. changing people's lives. Yeah, people you'll never meet in your life. Yeah, hundred percent, and that and that's what the an beautiful impact. thing about it. That's the beautiful thing about it, man. It's again, it's that, it's that passing down of knowledge and wisdom, man. It's 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 the most. It's one of the most power. Aside from time, it's one of the most mm -hmm. powerful things that this planet has. You know, um, it's so it's so important. It's so important, and and yeah, like and again, like in the best way to do it, uh, especially in the family structure, is like you said, it's it's leading by that example. You know. Um, but then, but then there's also the other side of it too, where there's like outside of the goal of hitting your goals. Um, it's also like, it comes more to that spiritual aspect too, where it's like, you, you're also, especially for you and you're going to find this out. Um, and like, you're going to, you're going to have to guide, guide them, those people too, to like, like all because I did this and I'm doing this doesn't mean that's going to work for you. You know, like you got, yeah. you got to forge your own path, you know, like this, this is the path and this, this is the weight that I left. Right. You can leave the same wake. A wake is a wake. That's fine. You can leave that same wake, but you're not necessarily going to be able to do it by going down the same path that I will. You got to find your own path. You got to come into your own. Right. You got you got to shut you got to shut off your skin, shut off that ego. Realize that once you realize that like I am who I or who I am now is who I'm meant to be. Um, <clears throat> and then and then once you find out what you're meant to be or what you, what you want to be, like I said, then then pave that pathway and, and move down that road. Right. Um, and yeah, man, like the, the heart she'll touch down the road, like, like some, like it, it, it's just a cool thing. Like, like, I, I think sometimes people don't realize it. Like you, you, 
literally by the things that you do and you say, you can save a life without even actually talking to that person. You know yeah. what I mean? Like how many times, how many times have you, have you read a YouTube comment on like a music video? And maybe it's, maybe it's yep. true. Maybe it's not true, but some, someone post on there, Hey man, I just want to let you guys know. I love you guys so much. This song saved my life. Yeah. You oh, know? I see that a ton. I've been on a Lincoln park kick so hard right now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, but that's also like our generation. Like we grew up yeah. with that music that right. no one in our generational era doesn't like Lincoln park. Everyone yeah. likes Lincoln park because yeah, that yeah. Or at least is... they know, at least they know the songs they can sing along. Exactly. To it, even if they don't like it, they can still sing along to it. Yeah. They yeah. know the words, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. But yeah, I, I go on these videos or, you know, especially I, I started listening to Mike who I'm going to go and manifest this. He will be on the podcast one day, but he's the, like the rapper of the vocalist of Lincoln park. Yeah. He has some solo stuff and his, one of his most recent albums, post-traumatic something, um, but that might just be the name of it. He has a song uh, called over again, where he just talks about saying goodbye over and over and over again to Chester because he keeps, you know, he lives in this music industry and that's all he does. At least that's my interpretation of the song, but mm-hmm. he wrote that or, or recorded that the day he was going to go do like the, the Holly bowl or something like that, a big performance that was a tribute to Chester's life. And they brought in like Jeremy from a day to remember. They brought in like MGK, Oli Sykes from bring the horizon, all these people to like perform and be a part of it. And it, like Lincoln park, this melting pot of music of every type of genre you could think of brought so many people in and everyone's watching these videos talking about how these songs had such a such a huge impact on their life numb mm-hmm. in the end lying from you breaking the habit like all these <laughs> foundational songs i mean yeah. not to mention that like they just pulled people in like jay-z did an album with them like that's yeah, crazy yeah that's what i mean right well because the message was there right like, yeah, exactly. at the end of the day, the message is there. And when you have a powerful message, it, when you have a powerful message, it's powerful, <laughs> right? That's what a lot of people miss. That's what a lot of people miss with branding, their business, their management strategy. They miss the message. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, when you brought up your, like your bio or whatever for DT Shoots, you know what your brand message is. You know what you want to do. You know what you want to create. As long right. as you stay true, true to that, that's all you have to do. Right. It will resonate with people. Yeah. I saw this, this other thing, a guy, Dan Co. I think is his name. He's like a YouTuber or whatever, but, um, I I say whatever, he's got quite a few subscribers and he's a good writer, but he talks about the perfect niche. The perfect niche is you. Like, what do you like? Cause there's tons of other people out there like you. If you can Mm -hmm. focus on yourself and reverse engineer that, create something that you would love and you'll have business. Yeah, hundred percent. Look at a prime example. Look at Joe Rogan. Look at Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like as controversial as he is, whether you agree with the things that he says or you don't, that's yeah. a guy that just doesn't care. Like, like that podcast started with him just talking to his comedy buddies, doing what yeah. you're doing now, just having conversations with people. Right. And, and, and look what it stems to. Like he just, he stayed true to himself. Right. He, yeah. He, he preaches his values. He preaches his morals, whether you like it or not, he doesn't really care. Right. And, and, and he stuck to it and, and like, not even just him, like, like, uh, th- there's so many other people out there that you could, that you could pick, uh, out that do that. Right. Like it's, 
Yeah, I mean, it's and it's 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 just funny because it's so simple, but it's the hardest thing to achieve because we get so like in here we get so occupied by external yeah. thoughts of what other people around you are thinking of you, and like really half the time it's like, man, what, like like when you're at the gym and you're lifting the weights. And like, there it is. You, you're not you're not lifting as heavy as like the guy is beside you, and then you're getting all worked up in your head, and then you're looking at the the freaking hot chick next to you, and she's like, "Oh my god, just, she's gonna she's gonna think I'm stupid and dumb because I'm only bench pressing 135 pounds, and but you know, over there's like 225, and he's gonna think I'm dumb too and weak and useless." It's like, nah, man, they don't even give a shit. They ain't thinking about you worth shit. No one's looking at you. No one's thinking about you. There's no. such a small percentage of people that do actually think about you, and you when mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no, it mm -hmm. just doesn't happen. And and if they are. They weak-minded. They're weak-minded. Exactly. And let them think. Let them think about you. Let them. Let them come up with their judgments. But the be the biggest thing is, don't fill your head with that poison. You know, don't let that poison spread. Just get rid of it. You know. That's making like, yeah, you become weak-minded at that point when you let someone else's, when you assume someone's perception of you is of that like negative connotation that they're judging you or whatever. Like you become weak-minded. You've let you've let the enemy win. Like right then and there, you've lost. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And at the end of the day, you are you, at, that, at that, that given point, you are the enemy, right? Yeah. Like perception, your perception is, is your reality. Whether or not that's the reality of everybody else doesn't freaking matter. Your perception is your reality. So fix your goddamn perception and create the, the reality that you want to live in, right? It's very simple. Yeah. But again, it's just, it, it is hard though, man. Like, again, like I say that, so I say that and, 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 every, and, and you'll, you'll agree with this too. I say that, we say that right now and every single day you and I have an eternal struggle with that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I'm glad I do. The moment, the moment I get to a point and I hope, I mean, I'm assuming it'll never happen, but the moment I come to a point in my life where I don't have that internal struggle anymore, that's when I'll know I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Like, like severely, severely wrong. Right. Cause the moment you, the moment you bottleneck yourself or you cap out the, the opportunity for growth, you're, yeah. you're done. It's over. The moment you get comfortable. Exactly. That, and that's the thing, right? And, and, and that's perfect to say that too, right? Because we all know like being, being complacent is, that's a dangerous place, man. It's a dangerous that's place to be. That's why the foundation, dude. Fitness is the foundation yeah. of everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, 100%. I, I worked out yesterday. I wasn't really feeling it. And I was like, start out with some face pulls, get the upper back warmed up before I started doing some other things. I like look over in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I look tiny today. Like, why did I wear this shirt? And I'm like looking around to be my Dan, that dude's got big arms. That dude's got nice calves. And I'm like instantly get in my head. I'm like, I better, yeah, yeah. Oh, I better like get a really nice arm pump today. Like, man, like I gotta compete. Like, dude, what am what am I doing competing with these randos in the gym? Yeah, yeah. They don't know who I am. If I even if I no. try to give them a give them a head nod, they're probably like looking over me. Like they're not even paying attention to me. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's snow it's snowball so quick. And honestly, and, and like even even the like I like I, I well I've obviously been victim to the mat to, of that in the gym a lot. Um, same thing like even in work, it's like I remember I remember like coming up coming into the phases when I was a coordinator and trying to make my way to a project manager. I was like always comparing myself to people, being like, oh, look at that guy, like mm -hmm. he looks like he's working really hard. He, he talks really smart. He's like he's a bit of a he's like he's kind of like a dick, and like he demands respect. And like I'm a bitch. I'm a little freaking bitch over here. Like, I'm never going to make it in this industry. Like, how the hell? Look at that guy. Like, look at her. Look at that, look at that girl. Like, 
And meanwhile, it's like, well, I just wasted 30 minutes of my time freaking worrying about what she was doing, what he was doing, and whatever. When I should have just been worrying about what I was doing, and I could have been 30 minutes more freaking ahead. That's an interesting point, too, because a lot of times these people that when you start into something and you think are something, you you put them on a pedestal of what you think that they're doing. You know, you said they have this, they talk well, they, you know, demand respect, which that's a great thing to do, but... You, you don't know all the ins and outs. You don't have the full knowledge either. And a lot of times these people will probably exit the company before you do. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times they suck. Like at least what I've noticed, especially when I was mm-hmm. coaching people, everyone mm-hmm. had all these crazy, like they, they overcomplicated it. They try to make themselves sound too smart. They did X, Y, Z to make themselves look like something that they weren't. They just never put in the work. They worked mm-hmm. like minimal, just enough to get by. And then got to the point where, everyone needed to step it up a level and they couldn't do it because they had been yeah, coaching true. at this level for so long, but they just got away with it because they have the, the terminology down. They know what to say. Yeah. They know how to make it look like that they have extreme work ethic. They don't, they leave their slack on to like 8 PM. So they have a little green dot. People think they're working. But yeah. yeah that's no it. metrics. <laughs> yeah. So. There's a terminology for it. It's called having, it's called having your job down to a science. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah. I remember, like, I used to, I used to always, like, I thought that was, I, I thought that was the end goal. That was the end game. Just get my job down, dude. And, 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 and to an extent it is like, there is healthy competition and yeah. there is like, like my, so like my, my whole mindset now, like even in terms of my career is like, I, I want to, and, and again, I, I get that. I actually, a big part of this was inspired from what we were talking about earlier, the, the four hour, the four hour work week, but oh yeah, I want, I want to be at a position in my life where no matter what it is that I'm doing, whether it's photography, whether it's, um, working, whether it's spending time with family and friends, whatever is productive, whatever is supposed to be productive. I want to be able to maximize my efficiencies in, in it, but in the least amount of time required, mm-hmm. because as a, as a human being, we only have so much energy in a day, right? especially mm-hmm. for deep focus. Like you're probably limited. If, if you're taking care of yourself, mind, body, and spirit, you're getting the sleep that you need. You're getting the, the alone time that you need. Um, you're getting the exercise that you need and whatever in the optimal setting. If you're if, if in a human, human in its optimal setting, sure. We can, we're workhorses, right? Like we can, we can work for eight or 10 hours in a day, but really, really you're fine tuned to about deep focus about four hours four hours a day into deep, deep, productive, like cutting edge performance. After that, you just slowly start to dwindle. Right. And mm-hmm. I think like probably a lot of people can resonate that with that. Right. Like it's, especially with work, like, I don't know about you, man, but I get in in the morning, I have my routine, I get in the morning, I start at 7am and by like, well, like I'm lucky, luckily for me, I, I work for, again, I work for some great guys and, and they believed in like the balance and stuff. So they, they let me go to the gym at noon. I do my thing, whatever. I'm, I'm gone for an hour, hour and a half. Um, you know, but like usually by like that fifth or sixth hour, I just hit a wall, you know, <laughs> I just hit mm-hmm. a wall, but then you start to learn to time manage. Right. So you're like, okay, yep. so you know that that's what it's going to be like. So I'm just going to use work for example, cause it's the easier one. So my critical tasks. First off, I learned through time management, time management that, that if you ever have more than three critical tasks to do in a day, you're screwed. <laughs> You'll never get it done. You can only have three, three things. That's it. You can have a to-do list of five to 10 things you want to get done in a day. Great. But when you make your to-do list, label the three critical tasks that have to get done 
If you don't, you're never gonna get shit done. But anyways, so it's like, okay, here's my three critical tasks. Those are my priority when I get into work. My first four hours of my day, I am doing that. I don't care what phone call comes through, unless if it's like an emergency fire that yeah. obviously you gotta deal with, like obviously that shit happens, it is what it is. Um, but like if someone calls me, hey, I can really use some help on this. I'm like, no, man, no, I gotta do this. I really gotta get this done. You know, like I don't, I just, I just don't, I don't, I just don't let the external things get in the way of it, right? Um, but yeah, anyway, so so I focus on those on those things, and then on the tail end of my day, it's like the mundane shit. It's like, okay, I'm gonna go check my emails now. I'm gonna freaking print this off or set this thing up or like the stuff that's like I don't need to be using my brain like hardcore, right? Yeah. Um, same thing. Like if I if I want to go out on a weekend and take and like take photos of stuff, it's like okay. I'm not going to wait until, well, mind you, I guess for photography, sometimes it's different because you different lighting situations, obviously golden hour is like your, your time to shine. But like, no, it's like, if I want to go out and I want to do wildlife, I get my damn ass up at 4 a.m. in the morning and I'm going out there for freaking five and I'm sitting my ass down for four hours and, and I'm focused, purely focused. And then I, and I'll, and I again, I'll notice it too. Once, once I, I hit that peak, it's like, okay, I'm getting restless now. My brain's on like what I want to eat for lunch. What am I going to do for the rest of the day? What's my girlfriend doing? What's my, what are my parents, what are my friends doing or whatever? And then when you start to realize that's like, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. My focus is done. It's like, okay. And that's yeah. fine. That's fine. It's like, okay. Time to release. It's like, okay, go back. Let's, let's freaking get, get some grub into me and figure out the rest of my day sort of thing. Right. So yeah, like time management is such an important uh, tool for both like business career and like just your personal life, like it, it's so. Actually, I wanted to, I want to take like I don't even know if there would be any more, but like I want to take like courses on it. I actually want to take like time management courses. I, that's like one thing I always strive to be better at is like how do how can I effectively manage my time? You know, like it's just funny. Like looking back, like again, it's just it's like time is just like it's just so important and it's so limited. It's so finite, and we don't we we don't like think about it until times pass and you look back on it. And you're like, oh shit, like. I just played Guild Wars for eight hours yesterday, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so. And it's it's weird because I don't, like, gaming will always have a s serious place mm -hmm. in my heart. It was the foundation mm -hmm. of who I am and it's helped me with my communication ability, critical thinking. I mean, hand-eye coordination. I can pop some headshots off in Counter-Strike no matter what time of day it is. Mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it always just ends up leading me it's a bittersweet feeling. If I play for like an hour every now and then, <clears throat> like one game of CS, I'm like, okay, this is cool. But if I go back to like those days of how I love to do it, oh man, yeah, you're sitting there from, you make your breakfast, you sit down, you forget to eat lunch. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe your boys are on Discord, right? Hey, let's go get lunch. Then you go do that and you come back and play for another five, six hours and you're like, oh man, I had a good day in the game. And then like, you look down at your phone at the time, it's like, like 8 or 9 p.m., what have I done today? Oh, I haven't done anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 yeah. It, it just, it's not the same. We've gotten older. We now have responsibilities. It's different. Yeah, yeah, it's different. Um, it's I wouldn't different trade now. anything for the world. I mean, I, I, I probably would have done a little bit more skill-wise, <clears throat> learning a few things when I was younger, but. Yeah, yeah. Hindsight's always twenty twenty though. Yeah. But man, well, I always right say it now. all the time, man. I always say it all the time. This is controversial. I understand. But if I could go back and do it all again, I wouldn't even have gone to high school. I would have started working full time. 
from the day I turned 15 years old and it was legal age, I would have worked my ass full time, bought my first house at the age of 18, rented it out, sat on that for a couple of years while I lived with my mom and dad, kept, kept making money, take the equity of that house, buy another house, boom, yep. 23 years old, you got two houses, 21 years old, you got three houses, whatever. You know what I mean? Like sky's the limit at that point. But I mean, yeah, but I don't have any regrets either though. To be honest, I don't like, like, yep. like I get what you're saying. It's like, yeah, we spent like, there's so many things that we wasted our time with, right? Like not, not even just like, fuck man. Like not even just about like gaming, like, like what about chicks, you know, <laughs> or, or, um, doing just, whatever, just, just doing yeah. stupid shit. Like going to the bar, getting shit face drunk and freaking fist pumping all night long. You know what I mean? Like they're like, I could have been doing other things too, up. but it's like, you know, but at the end of the day, it still, it still brought me to where I am today. And, and, and uh, I've learned to be happy with where I'm at. You know, I've learned to stop comparing myself with everywhere with, with the Andrew Tates of the world. Um, you know, just like, just, just be in that kind of moment and understand that I am where I am because I'm supposed to be where I am. And uh, now it's like more of like, okay, like, again, you, you earn your stripes, you learn your lessons. And like, okay, now it's just time to plan. Let's plan. Let's focus. Let's, let's choose the points we want to get to and let's execute. Right. There's a fine line. There's a fine line of chasing the money. <clears throat> Cause that starts feeling the same way. Like mm-hmm. as a gaming, like gaming, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, I spent a bunch of time. Like I had fun, but I had no gain really of any sort. Right. When you chase money, you're like, Oh, I got this monetary game, but I mean, maybe some of this has been fun, but I've missed the other 90% of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't, it, it doesn't really add up. And there is just a fine line, I think, between the two of where you need to try to weave it. And I don't think it's just constant. Nothing's constant. But no. it's <clears throat> the thing I kind of subscribe to is balancing. You're never in balance. You'll never find balance. So start balancing. See what needs more time right now. And then mm-hmm. start allocating time as necessary to make it make sense for you and to keep growing. Yeah. Yeah, man, that that's that's so powerful because like it's all situational, man. It's all situational. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're you, the crit the Chris right now isn't going to be in the same position in the same Chris five years from now. And if he is, you're doing again, you're doing something severely wrong. Right. So I suggest you bring in some self reflection, right? So it's like yeah, yeah, it's like maybe like so for example, maybe right now you got a lot of time, so you can spend on the podcast. You can you can you can work work a little bit more, you know. And if you have a side gig going on, you can put some extra time into that. But another five months, maybe even less. I don't know how I, I don't know how far along your girl is, but like that ain't going to be the same yeah, anymore. Seven, right? Now you're going to have to you're gonna have to rebalance. So you're like, okay, well, what's important? Okay, my podcast is important. This is my passion. This is what keeps me happy. I got to keep that going. So you're going to set the time, or you're going to keep the time for that. Obviously, work's important because you got to freaking provide and, and put, yeah. uh, put food on the table. Right. So that's going to have to stick. Um, obviously the gym, because if you're, if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take it or no one else. So that's going to have to stick and your kids and your wife. Right. So yeah, maybe now it's like all of a sudden, maybe, maybe you had an hour or two each week to play video games. All of a sudden you don't anymore, you know, or, um, maybe you had an hour or two or you're, you're just, you're going out and hanging out with your buddies and chilling in the basement and listening to music and smoking dope and whatever. And just freaking talking about the good times. All of a sudden, well, fuck, I can't do that anymore either. I guess I got to freaking, I got to spend two hours on my kid teaching him how to read instead of ride a bike, you know? <laughs> so it's like, the important yeah, stuff. It's all, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's all situational. Right. And, and, and then as you, as you, as you grow and as, as different things come in, come and pass through your life. Yeah. You have to learn to adapt to that. Right. Um, yeah, hundred percent. It's like, it's like the, uh, I, I always like, 
I'm a bit, again, like I said, I'm a bit of a hippie. I, I like, I like the whole like Buddhism approach to life. And like, they always say like, life is like a river. It's a, it's a never flowing river and a river, a river always changes. A river never stays the same. Um, and so you can, you have like one or two, one of two options. You can try to swim up the river, which is like futile. You're never going to win. Or you can just flow down the river and learn to adapt with that river and change with that river and balance with that river. But understand that you balance on this end, on this bend, and then you're going to go straight for a bit. And then all of a sudden you were bending to the right. Now you're bending to the left. Right. And so you're going to have to adapt to that and change, go with that change and flow with that. So I think. Yep. Life all about adaptation. Yeah. And that's the other point. Like if you're not adapting, you're not growing. You're not putting yourself no. in a position that you have to adapt. You're screwed. Again, you've lost yeah. right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I remember I, I was talking to someone recently and she was just like venting to me about her, like, which is just some shit she's going through or whatever. And like, she was going on about how, like, you know, like, I feel, I feel like I'm just so lost right now, you know, and like, I don't know what to do and, and this and that. And I was like, honestly, honestly, God. The, if you if you ever in your life feel like you're lost, you're, you're in the right spot. You know, what I mean? like <laughs> like that that's a good thing. You know, that's actually a good thing. That's groundbreaking territory. Yeah, is that, is that, and, and and again, like if you if you ever feel in your life that you're in the right, like you're you're in the right place and you're exactly where you should be, again, that's a good thing too. But like that's a sign to say, it's okay, dangerous. Time, yeah, that's exactly that's the time where you can also say, okay, yeah, it's great. I'm where I, exactly where I thought I should and where I where I where I wanted to be. Okay, now what can I do to get? What yep. can I do to get better? How do I get better from this? Right. So what do you do? You get lost again. It's the best way. It's like there's like a, a thing I was watching, and it was like, what's the best way to figure? What's the best way to figure stuff stuff out? You just fuck around. When you fuck around, you figure things out. Right. <laughs> it's like it's yep. it's, 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 it's so true. Right. It's so true. Love it. And plus, they like that's like my favorite word. So. <laughs> 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 well, dude, we're gonna, we need to wrap this up. It's pushing uh, a little over an hour and a half, but I always yeah, love yeah. talking to you and need to do yeah, this again too, very soon. Um, yeah, man, anytime. This is, this is amazing what you're doing. Everything that you're doing okay. here, this is amazing, man. I think, I think you're going to, I think you're going to have a big outreach with this and uh, I think you're going to touch people, man. And I know that's what you're out to do. You just, you just want to touch people and, and motivate people and, and you want to, you want to le get, you want to level with people and, and kind of, you know, help them along the way and hopefully they can listen to some of your content and, and figure stuff out on their own. I know, I know that's what you're trying to do. And that's, that's what you've, you've yeah. grown up doing with your mentors. Um, I think it's cool, man. I think it's really cool. You've set up like this, this like online platform for yourself to mentor the masses. And, uh, I think if you stick to this, man, like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be, you're gonna be amazed at what, what you're gonna achieve. Honestly, dude, I'm happy you're doing this, man. Well, I, really I appreciate am. it. It's fun. I, I mean, it's, yeah. Something I've wanted to do for a long time, and now I'm finally doing it. Like, it's so funny. I haven't really told many people this, but that first episode that I did with my buddy Tyler, well, mm -hmm. our buddy Tyler, I should say, <clears throat> was a day I found out, well, next day, I found out we were, you know, expecting. Oh, man, I didn't sleep that night at all. Like, I was like, oh, wow, like, this, this is happening. Like, oh, this mm -hmm. is happening. Like, <clears throat> okay. I'm done being complacent. What is the thing I can do right now? Like I have these goals. Like you said, write out your goals. I have this list of everything I want to do, right? Like what can I do in this list right now that will put me ahead of something I've been wanting to do? 
over a court episode one and call tower like, bro we got to record this <laughs> like let's do this right now like you tell me what coffee i need to get from starbucks we're gonna get it rolling i'm getting this started he's like all right i'll be home from work in a minute man let's do it it's like perfect and it that first action has now led into me doing this with you mm-hmm. talking to a lot of people having some really great conversations <clears throat> even cooler outreach oh. <clears throat> Excuse me, and continue. You gotta keep a water bottle with you, bro. You gotta keep some I know, water. I'm out of kombucha. I know that kombucha. <laughs> yeah, but it's continued outreach, and I will be honest: the person I am, whenever I'm talking on this, is not exactly the person I am normally because I have this camera turned on, have this microphone, and I'm just constantly thinking that that judgment thing, right? Where, mm-hmm. oh, like, what are people gonna think if I scratch my eye because my eye's really itching and I really need to touch it, <laughs> you know? Or what are you gonna yeah, think about? Yeah anything I'm doing and I get in my head about it. What, why am I doing that? If they, mm-hmm. who cares if someone's watching this and they don't like it, don't watch it. But if you're going to keep watching yeah. it, thanks. I want to get monetized one day. So I appreciate it. But, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> thanks for the support. Love you. Yeah. It's it just, it's so crazy how, um, how cool this thing has been um, and how, how it follows suit with who I am too. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get some people from ArenaNet on here soon. I'm looking forward to that. I've, I've been talking yeah, to a few people. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, man, this this is your niche, bro. This is your niche. And before we go, I wanted to, actually, I meant to bring this up earlier. I forgot. I told Haley I was going to tell you. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I, I'm really big into journaling. That's like been something I picked up on in the last couple of years. I journal. So Where's anyways, mine like at? This year, especially. Oh, I don't have mine with me. Mine's in my bag in the living room. <laughs> yeah, I got mine here. I'm right here, but uh, today I wrote so so this year I put a, a focus on like uh, I wasn't doing this before, um, but I, every day now I'm writing down like my three like three gratitude three things I'm grateful for. So I, I thought I, I thought I would share my my third one with you today, and uh, the th- so so today my three gra- my three gratitudes was music, the light of day, and the third one was the internet, and the reason why I put the internet was because without it I wouldn't have met you, bro. So yeah, it makes me emotional. Oh, this is happening, man. I love you, buddy. I love what you're doing. This is fucking amazing. I can't wait to be honest again. I can't wait to see this grow. I'm going to keep staying tuned and watching all the content you put out. And like I tell you, man, if you stay consistent with this, sky's the limit, man. Honest to God, sky's the limit. Hyper diaper, baby. That's it, buddy. Hyper diaper. (laughs) Hyper diaper. By any means. (laughs) By any means. Oh, yeah. That's it. I'll talk to you soon, bro. Thanks so much. Yeah, man. Yeah, have a good one, buddy. We'll talk soon. Ciao.